Well, hello and welcome to Bible Prophecy for today. This channel is where I discuss controversial topics and news headlines that you're not going to hear about in the mainstream media. And I do it all from a West Texans biblical point of view. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather and I got some headlines for you guys today. So these headlines are going to relate more to um, Bible Prophecy and uh, what we see going on in the world today. So a big one Leo Holman has on here is global globalism. He goes, how cities are being used to create digital slaves to the coming beast system. And he's got another one that caught my eye. It says, will electing Republicans in November save America and Western civilization from the brink of collapse? I don't know. I don't know. We'll read and find out, but I don't think so. I don't think that's going to save us. I think the only one going to save us is Jesus. In another good net, uh, news headline I saw here, this is at RT.com. Uh, it was uh, originally posted in Reuters, and it says, Trust in media plummeting worldwide as people avoid the news. And I thought, well, how fitting. People are actually, you know, catching on to the propaganda machine, right? So let's jump in. So I want to jump in and start reading this article. It's a trust in media. And, of course, I just mentioned that, plummeting, right? Uh, this article was actually published today. Uh, it's from Reuters. And I'm going to see if we've got an, uh, a, uh, well, we do not have an author. So I wanted to, I wanted to give the author's name, but I'm not seeing it. Anyway, it is on Reuters. And uh, you can find this actually at rt.com forward slash news. So it says, a growing number of people around the world are deliberately avoiding news media. Nearly two out of five people polled in an annual Reuters study reported sometimes or often avoiding consuming news, according to the survey, which was conducted by the media behemoth across 46 countries earlier this year and published on Tuesday. Fully, 38% of respondents said they were avoiding news coverage of certain topics, such as in the case of the COVID-19 pandemic, because coverage had become repetitive and depressing, a surge of 10 percentage points from the figures reported in 2017. Of those who confessed to avoiding the news, 43% complained there was too much coverage of the politics in the pandemics, while 30, 36% blamed the news for their poor mood and 29% lamented there were simply too much news to process. Uh, news avoidance among British respondents has soared the most with 46% claiming the to shun the news sometimes or often nearly twice as many as in 2016. The BBC suffered the worst drop among all public media brands covered in the report losing 20 percentage points since 2018. Among the reasons cited by UK residents for distrusting their media was a concern that news organizations put their own commercial and political interests ahead of societies. So nearly 3 out of 10, which is 29% of global respondents, complained that the news they saw was untrustworthy or biased, while a significant portion complained it led to arguments they would rather avoid. Another 16% simply found the news useless, reporting there is nothing I can do with the information. Hmm. Isn't that quite ironic? So the worldwide uh, outlook for the media's reputation is ground, with just 42% of respondents saying they trust the journalists most of the time. The U.S. leads the pack in the downward spiral, with just 26% of those polled reporting trust in the media. 
a three-point drop from last year. Uh, the pandemic provided a brief boost in credibility for most countries, but aside from Finland, where 69% report trust in their media, that newfound faith was short-lived. Nearly half the countries polled saw, saw trust in news media fall last year, while only seven saw a rise. So, folks, that's going to tell you right there that, yeah, people don't trust the media anymore. I don't trust the United States. I don't trust our government. I don't trust anything anymore. And that's sad to say. Uh, so what else? So, you know, I love him. You know, I love him. Leo Holman, H-O-H-M-A-N-N dot com. He's got some great articles out. Um, so go check out his website and show him some love. So this is the pandemic represents a rare but narrow window of opportunity to reflect, reimagine, and reset our world. That is a quote from uh, Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum. So, will electing Republicans in November save America and Western civilization from the brink of collapse? I don't know. Revelation 18.4 tells us, Come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins, unless you receive of her plagues. So, this was written June 7th of 2022. It says, We hear a lot of talk about how the key to taking back our country lies in voting and more aggressive political activism, and that we stand on the precipice of defeating the evil if we can just get enough folks to vote the right way. He says, while he agrees that voting makes up a vital part of our civic responsibility, the political process alone will never pull Western civilization back from the brink of collapse. It's too late for that, and I will attempt to explain why, he says. So Leo continues, and he says, look no further than the previous administration when the folks with the R's next to their names had full control of both the Congress and the White House for two years and the White House for four years. The wall was never completed. Two of the three appointments made to the U.S. Supreme Supreme Court were moderates, not conservatives, and Operation Warp Speed brought us a set of toxic vaccines, uh, quote, uh, which were, or which every major employer tried to force into the arms of their employees, and they still are, by the way. The FBI and the DOJ were still run by lifelong members of the Deep State, the Departments of Education, Energy, Labor, Commerce, HHS, CDC, DHS, EPA, IRS, Federal Reserve Bank, and ATF all remained fully intact and even grew in many cases. Trump told us he would never mandate the poison death shots, and that sounded good. By saying this, however, Trump showed a fundamental lack of understanding of the way tyranny works in the 21st century. It's not just the elected politicians or or even unelected bureaucrats who can pressure us to do things against our will and violate our bodily autonomy. No, it's the corporate bullies who sign our paychecks and who censor our speech on the internet who control the world. Unless you're willing to take them on, and few Republicans are, then you are missing a massive piece of the puzzle and not protecting the people from tyranny at all. We saw how when Trump actually got something right, like pulling us out of the Paris Climate Accords, it didn't really matter because the blue states and the Democrat-run cities, along with the corporations, said they would follow the global climate agenda anyway. They have their ESG scores to worry about, you know. How, he says, we, ha we saw how cities across America looked to Klaus Schwab, Bill Gates, Dr. Fauci, I'm going to call him a doctor, evil, uh, George Soros, and the World Economic Forum and their leaders, not Trump, or the White House, or his Republican Congress. Schwab worldwide, Schwab's worldwide network is built on the forging of what he calls 
public-private partnerships, or PPPs. This is a cleverly evil system because even when the reins of government get temporarily placed in the hands of a conservative majority, like they did in 2016 in the U.S., little progress toward restoring the constitutional republic is made because all of the corporations, universities, academia, and media are working in concert to destabilize, disorient, and distort everything in such a way that the elected Republicans never control the narrative getting to the people. This leads to all kinds of divisions and certain Republicans wilt under the pressure, backing away from what they know is the right thing to do. At best, we end up with a few executive orders that can easily be overturned as soon as the political wind shifts back to the Democrats. We saw how on the top military brass didn't respect Trump. General Mark Milley, the chairman of the Joint Staff's uh, Joint Chiefs of Staff, went so far as to call up his counterpart in communist China and tell him that if Trump ever tried to do something detrimental to China, he, Milley, would pick up the phone and give China a heads up so they could prepare for whatever move Trump was about to make. In normal times, such actions would result in an immediate charge of treason. Of course, these aren't normal times. He continues and he says, We also saw how the various federal agencies stacked with Obama appointees conspired to refuse to implement any Trump policies they didn't like. The senior executives, officers in these agencies stalled, lied, cheated, and deceived their way through the four-year term of Trump. Question. If Trump didn't have full control over the U.S. military and if he did not have full control over the federal bureaucracy, what was he actually a real president in possession of all the constitutional authority invested in that office? I'm not sure of the answer to that question, but it's definitely worth pondering because it could apply to the next Republican president, whoever he is, just the same as it did to Trump. So our problem is this, he says. When we do take back, quote, power, unquote, as many in the GOP are predicting will happen in November, what will we do with it? Will we still be left with the Kevin McCarthy and the Mitch McConnell in charge of the House and the Senate? Uh, would that be the same Kevin McCarthy who rejoiced when Trump was banned from Twitter and privately wished that Twitter and Facebook would ban more conservative voices? Or the same Kevin McCarthy who Trump just endorsed for another term in Congress? Then... What if Trump gets back in the White House in 2024? Will he suddenly have the cooperation needed for Congress to build the wall? Will he suddenly see the light on the killer vaccines and the corporate uh, usurpation of the political power? Will he suddenly have the gumption to fire the traitors like General Milley and FBI Director Christopher Wray, their entire staffs and everyone who carried out their orders? I'm going to be brutally honest here, he says. Our side still thinks in terms of elections, Congress, and the presidency. The other side having allied itself with a global cabal that has taken over all of the major institutions in the nations, including every major corporation in the private sector, has moved beyond elections. They have spent the last 60 years getting their people entrenched in key positions of power to take point, or I'm sorry, to the point where they have built up strongholds for Satan within the nations. They have their minions entrenched at the city, state, and county levels, as well as 
at the national and global levels. One of the speakers at the World Economic Forum's annual meeting at Davos last month said that 90% of the world's large corporations are on board with the demonic WEF agenda known as the ESGs, a social scoring system of environmental, social, and government standards established by global elites like BlackRock CEO Larry Fink, who also sits on the board of the WEF. These big corporations have agreed to apply pressure to the on the smaller companies they do business with to adopt the same set of godless principles, which include the net zero carbon agenda, the transgeneration of our children, gun control, digital money, global digital citizenship, forced vaccinations, transhumanism, the whole nine yards. That means if you don't submit to this agenda as a small or medium-sized company, then these larger companies won't do business with you. What president can stop this? What Congress could stop this? Do you really think Kevin McCarthy is up to the task of taking on this kind of raw power? Please. So when our people get elected to Congress, the White House, and even the state legislatures, we all jump up and down on election night in a victory dance. We all sit back and relax with these poor hapless souls we just elected are left to deal with the permanently entrenched administrative state and its corporate partners. Because this evil is global and not just national, I believe we are looking at the early stages of the beast system described in Revelation 13. Who is like the beast and who can make war against it? This beast's tendrils are found everywhere, not only in the government, but in the K-12 schools, in the colleges, in the media, in the workplace, and sadly in 90% of our churches. So what is the answer? If we can't vote our way back to a constitutional republic, then what is the answer? Well, the Bible provides the answer, Leo says. He says, in Matthew chapters 24 and 25, Jesus speaks to those of us alive in today's world. Listen up, folks. Here we go. He warned in the 24th chapter that the end times beast system would be marked by two very important characteristics, deception and a brutal persecution of believers. In the 25th chapter, he provided instructions on how we should live in these times, keeping oil in our lamps and not letting our lights go out, staying vigilant, watching and waiting. Then in Revelation, we get more instructions telling us to endure till the end. Enduring means resisting the evil coming at us from all directions. Whether this is the end times beast we are about to encounter or whether it's just another pretender that will come and go. Either way, we know we cannot and must not submit to it. And he says we still must resist if for one simple reason it's evil. He has these bullet points listed next. He says, if we are told to get an injection of genetically modified mRNA instructing our bodies to create a toxic spike protein, we say no. If we're told to wear masks over our faces, we say no. If we're told to take a fraudulent PCR test, we say no. If we're told to put, quote, health apps on our phone to track our whereabouts, well, we say no. If we are told that Disney World is a great spot to bring the kids for a family vacation, we look at their track record of supporting evil and we say no. The same goes for Disney videos, films, games, apparel, etc. If we are told that it's better to use digital money than cash, we say no. If we are told electric cars are better than gas-fueled cars, we say no. If we're told plant-based protein and synthetic lab-grown meat are better than actual meat, we say no. And this Texan's gonna say, hell no. Continuing on, uh, if we are told to trust the science, we say no, only if the science lines up with God's word and common sense. If we are told to trust the algorithms, we say no. 
We are told to invest in 401k that offers no control over what companies we are investing in. We say no. If we're told to turn in our weapons of self-defense and depend on the police to protect us, we say no. And this Texan says, hell no. <laughs> Moving on. If our, if our child is being taught to question his or her gender, we say no and remove our child from that school. If our child wants to attend a godless university, we say no. Or at least say no to paying for his godless college education. If our corporate bosses try to force us to support Pride Month or any other event celebrating a lifestyle that goes against God's word, we say no. Even if that means losing that job and finding another. He says he could go on, but you get his point. These are real life decisions that we face every day that determine the direction of our lives we'll take and therefore the direction of our nation and our world. We've ceded too much power and control to the wrong people. There's no time left for making wrong decisions. The global predator class represented by those in attendance at Davos has revealed its real agenda, which involves mass depopulation and a system of total surveillance over all human activity. They have entered their final stage of implementing the Great Reset, aka New World Order, and we can no longer afford to be ignorantly supporting their systematically evil institutions. Former allegiances that we exalted as little gods, including our university, alma maters, the military, our favorite entertainment providers must all be dropped, and we must gird up our loins and recommit our lives to the one true God. And he says, what good does it do us if we take over Congress, the White House, every state legislature in the land, but we still support the entrenched beast system by obeying its godless dictates and sending it our hard-earned money? The beast will only be defeated by God Almighty when it's time for it to rise. God will let it rise. In the meantime, we must listen to his voice. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. His voice is the only voice we are beholden to. The voice I'm hearing right now, he says, is whispering from Revelation 18:4, "Come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins, unless you receive her, lest you receive of her plagues." So that's Leo Holman. Please go check out his articles. Um, go check out his website. That's Leo H O H M A N N dot com, and he says it is 100% reader supported. So and not beholden to any corporate ads or sponsors. So if you do want to donate to him, please go to his website and donate. You can also uh, donate to him by sending uh, in care of Leo Holman, P O Box 291, Noonan. That's Noonan N U E N U W N A N, Georgia 30264. Or you can uh, uh, submit it through your uh, credit card or debit card or whatever you want to on his website. But go show him some love. He's got really good articles. And, man, one of these days I'd like to meet him. <laughs> so, anyway, what else has he got going on? So, here's another good one uh, that I noticed on his website. was local globalism. How cities are being used to create digital slaves to the coming beast system. He says the Rutherford Institute in Charlottesville, Virginia based civil liberties organization has sent a letter to the city of Houston, Texas requesting it revoke a recently adopted ordinance that forces private businesses to spy on Americans and make the surveillance footage available to police. Cities, uh, in, cities are engaging in these types of devious uh, maneuvers all across America, Canada, Europe, and the rest of the formerly free world. They are unknowingly taking baby steps toward building a globalized police state that will fit seamlessly into the beast system being developed by the World Economic Forum 
and its network of politicians, entertainers, false religious leaders, and nonprofits and corporate cronies. You can read that article at leoholman.com. So, yes, folks, so, so much is going on in the world today, and it's just, it's only going to get worse. I say we live in the end times. This is the times that we live in. What did Jesus tell us? He warned us and warned us about deception. So, my friend Tasha of Mama Bear Prepper, Mama Bear Prepper, you can check her out on YouTube. That's one word, Mama Bear, right? And then uh, Prepper. Go check her out. Fantastic. Absolutely love her. But she... Uh, her uh, her video today was talking about um, monkeypox, right? And, you know, how the media is saying, oh, if you're only a homosexual male, you know, you know, that's what it's, it's, it's uh, moving in that, uh, that group, right? And so it's kind of funny, though, that they're not saying a whole lot about it. You know, but cases are rising, but they're not saying anything about it. And, you know, she made a good comment, like, why should we trust our media now? And, you know, it's changing, right? It's, it's, this virus is rapidly changing, which means it's been manipulated, of course, uh, probably in the Wuhan lab by Dr. Fauci and the rest of them evil cronies, right? So you never know really what's going to happen, right? And should we really believe anything that they tell us? No. No. I'm with her. Uh, I don't believe the media, and uh, I don't believe anything that they're telling us. So, as always, you know, be on the lookout, be prepared, you know, have your disinfectant stuff. I have hand gel since I was probably three, before hand gel was even a thing. You know, my mom told me that even when I was little, I would like watch, she'd hold, my, she'd hold me up and I'd wash my hands and I'd get a little paper towel and I'd turn a little faucet off and I'd open, you know, I never really touched the doors. I've always been a germaphobe, you know. And so, way before the whole uh, COVID thing came about, which was funny, and I still got COVID, and I'm a major germaphobe, so, yeah. So, I don't really think the COVID spread like they said it did, because, yeah. But I don't really, I don't trust our government. I don't trust anything. And I mainly don't trust it, because the Bible told me to. Jesus said, don't trust them. He said, deception, deception, deception in the end times. And when are the end days? The end days started once Christ was ascended to heaven, right? All these things were going to be coming about. There would be false Christ, there would be the Antichrist, there would be all this stuff. So there's been many Antichrists that have come since Jesus Christ um, ascended. And he said that they would, and they will. But there will be one coming in the end days, and there will be one. And, of course, he'll be, um, you know, incarnate, right? Satan will enter him. And, you know, I got to thinking about this, and people are like, well, I don't know about that, and I don't think that's right. And my pastor, my former pastor, well, he's still my pastor, uh, Randy Davis, um, in his book, he said that, too. He thought that, you know, in the end time, Satan would enter uh, into the Antichrist, and so I just got through reading, and it was really ironic, and it hit me, you know, like a ton of bricks I was reading. Remember, at, in the Last Supper, right, when they were asking Jesus, well, who's it going to be, who's going to be, who's going to be, and he goes, the one that, you know, dips the bread, right, and so, of course, you know, Judas dipped the bread, and they said, and at that time, Satan entered Judas, well, I was like, whoa, so that kind of got me thinking, you know, uh, the Holy Spirit's like, hmm, things that make you go, hmm, right? And so anyway, that's that's why I think that the Antichrist will be in, you know, Satan incarnate. So Satan will enter into the Antichrist. And so if people don't think that way either, think about it. You can be demon-possessed. So there are, I think most of the mental, haste, mental health cases right now are demon possession. And I mean, you know. Think about it, the Bible. There was a lot of that going on then. And it's got to be even more so now with the evil world that we're living in. You know, it says in the days of Noah. And then like I was reading in Romans 1, they will come up with new ways. They will invent ways to do evil. Well, what do you think they're doing with this vaccine and all these things and the genetically modified food that everybody's eating? Like I eat organic and I have since like 2006. 
and uh, I probably ate it before that because, I mean, even growing up as a kid, we ate stuff from the farm, you know, and uh, we, you know, slaughtered our own beef and, you know, that kind of thing. But ever since 2006, I've been strictly organic. Um, not strictly, I don't say that because, you know, I still like Brahms french fries. <laughs> Everybody has a weakness, right? We all have a weakness. Uh, I'm totally, I'm usually a keto low carb, so that's usually how I eat is keto low carb. But I, you know, ever great once in a while, I, I gotta have, go have some Brahms French fries. But usually, if I do stuff like that, I have a um, a Ninja Foodie, which does everything it like air fries, slow cooks, pressure cooks, dehydrates, all that stuff, right? And so I usually cut up my own, you know, organic potatoes and I drizzle them with you know olive oil and some garlic and stuff like that, and I throw it in there, right? And so, um, that's usually what I, I try to do, but I got to think about all this genetically modified food, right? And I have a weakness for like gummy bears. I mean, that's another weakness that I have. I know, I know, you know, I'm telling, I'm telling myself here, but, um, I usually go to natural grocers and they've got some, you know, products that are, you know, all natural stuff like that. But I'd picked up some, um, oh, I can't, I don't see where they're at. Anyway, I won't name names, um, Mott's, but, um, yeah, so I picked up their little gummy fruits right i'm like oh this has got good stuff in it and as i'm eating these i looked at the package and it says made with bioengineered genetically modified food substance and i was like Err. so of course i quickly chunked those and i'm like wow but just be aware of the food that you eat the food that i've ate the food that we've been eating this whole time all these genetic gmos people think oh it's just a gmo you know they don't only think what it means it means a genetically modified organism what is an organism you know what i mean go look it up right so uh yeah so you know the world that we live in is evil is fallen satan has a plan his demons his minions they have a plan right and like remember when um what was it michael was coming to to help daniel right daniel had prayed and prayed and prayed and, and like you know michael said I, I was held up right by you know the the evil forces there in persia and so there's demonic you know there's like a war going on that we don't see I mean you, you and i don't see that war as christians but there's one going on in the heavenly realms and right here and i mean it's amazing and one day we'll be able to see all these things you know when the lord comes back but until then we really don't and so always always if i tell you once i'm going to tell you again ephesians 6 put on the armor of god every single day we got to put it on we have got to put it on. i envision myself putting it on you know the, the helmet of salvation you know i put that on i pick up my sword you know which is the faith my faith you know or a sword which is the word of god you know that's my only offensive weapon and then i pick up my my, my shield is what i was thinking my shield which is my faith right and i pick up my shield so i can quench all those fiery darts coming from the evil one from satan right you got your faith your faith right and of course you know, you're you're putting your shoes on which are shod in your feet right with the gospel of the preparation of peace right and it talks about the roman soldier and his footing you know he's got you know the bible says to stand we need to stand in the word of god stand in the truth of god right when they had those big old spikes on them so they could plant their feet you know I was like, wow. So, you know, you got to gird up your loins, right? With the belt of truth, you know, truth. The only truth is God's word, right? And so we need to be ready in breastplate of righteousness, right? We are righteous through Christ. Christ is our righteousness. So we got to put, basically we're putting on Jesus, right? So you got to put on um, everything, all the weapons that Jesus has given us, you know, the Holy Spirit. And so, you know, during these times, it's, it's vitally important 
uh, that we put on the armor of God every morning. Every morning when you get up, don't you get out of bed without putting on that armor of God. And, uh, you know, during these end days, whoo, boy, I see it even more. I never thought I'd see. <laughs> never thought I would see this. But another thing um, that, you know, Tasha had spoke about in her video today was like, you know, there's going to be a shortage of food. And then we're talking about, you know, the, the world's never seen like a shortage of food with like, huge disease pandemics right um and especially in our lifetime but they're setting it all up and i had wrote on there in the end days i, I posted on the, in the end days the bible said jesus said that there will be pestilences earthquakes famines globally right and so they are setting us all up like the ten thousand cattle that died in in kansas look i live in texas i'm not too far from there uh, we have a lot of heat waves. None of our cattle died. I'm just telling you, there's it's a setup. It's a setup. They're manipulating everything. They're burning down food factories. Uh, they've, they've set this whole global thing up because what did they want? They want the population of the world back down to 500 million. That's their plan, and they're going to do whatever it takes to get there. And uh, what was it? The Daigle. Uh, I think I talked about that before. It was the mil you can't hardly find it anymore, but it was the military report. And they said by 2030, the Earth, the United States population would be like, I forgot how many million, but not very many. And so then you wonder, you wonder what? Well, they have put this all in motion. And I don't even really think they're trying to hide it anymore. I, I really don't think they're trying to hide it. And if, you know, and now they've, they've okayed the shot for, uh, five and under and if you have not been paying attention or if you're not looking around or you don't know anybody that's actually had an injury from this vaccine uh you're living in a very small world and uh you're probably in your own little apartments you probably don't leave there have been millions of people that have been injured by this vaccines hundreds um, i would i would say probably hundred thousand or more have died easily from the vaccine because um, they didn't report it they're not reporting it they're not taking it at the various website and all this good stuff it's all a deception. It's all a facade. Um, but it's their plan. It's their plan to get the population down to 500 million. And how do you think they're going to do that? Just saying. Well, I think you can see how they're going to do that. They already have their plan rolling. It is moving right along. And they are following their 2030 agenda to a T. And I actually think they're trying to speed it up. I think they can probably get it done by 2025. Uh, today's date is June the 18th of 2022. And uh, we'll just see how far they've gotten if we're all still here in a year. You know, we'll just see. You may not even be able to listen to me in a year because, you know, I'm one of those Christians. And, uh, yeah, so you can see they're coming after the Christians um, in every aspect. Education, um, you know, they're coming after us, you know, with our jobs um, everywhere. Uh, media, everything, books. Um, yeah, and it's kind of like what they did with the Jews, you know. It's a whole little plan that they've got going. And so, anyway, you know. Uh, today's the day uh, that you need to make your stand. Are you going to stand for Satan or, or are you going to stand for Jesus Christ? Uh, I know where I'm going to stand and I know who me and my home will serve. We serve the Lord Jesus Christ. And I hope you do too. If you are listening to me, I always try to give the gospel. You don't have to go to a fancy smancy church. You don't have to go to a little guy with a little white collar. Um, none of that stuff. The Bible says you're to call nobody on earth your father. For you have one father. And that's your heavenly father. He's not talking about your dad. Your mom and dad. That's not what Jesus was saying when he says don't call. He's saying don't call anybody your Abba father. Your heavenly father here on earth. So 
you have one father and that is God you have one mediator and that is Jesus Christ our Savior our advocate he has paid the price for us so he is the atonement of our sin and so in order for you to be able to go to heaven in order for you to be able to go up in the rapture you must be a born-again Christian you must be a born-again Christian you hear all these celebrities saying how they're Christians right over oh, Christian but then you hear them say well I just don't believe in God anymore and you know all these quote unquote so-called Christian band members and quote unquote so-called pastors right what the Bible said how many uh, would enter in as wolves and sheep clothing so be very careful who you listen to I don't care if they say they're a pastor I really don't care uh, whatever they tell you you better be able to find it in the Bible and if you can't find it in the Bible then you better get out of that so-called church right Mommy and Ma taught me from when I was a very, very young kiddo, I can't even remember how old I was, that if anybody was telling me something and I couldn't find it in the Word of God or they couldn't show me in the Word of God where they were teaching that from, then don't believe them. And I have stuck by that my entire life. Praise God for uh, Christian mamas and papas, right? And godly parents and godly grandparents and godly great-grandparents. Praise God for that. And aunts and uncles and those kinds of things. So, like I'm telling you right now, if you have not accepted Christ as your Savior, I implore you today to stop whatever you're doing, wherever you're at. If you're on your sofa eating Cheetos, watching TV, listening to me, I don't care. If you're driving down the road, I don't care. Pull over on the side of the road, I don't care. All you got to do is call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. The Bible tells us that it's that easy. It's just like that. But don't think there wasn't a price paid for you and I because there was. God paid that price. He sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was obedient even into the cross because he loves you and I that much. That's how much Jesus loves us. And that is how much God loves us. That he paid that ultimate price for us. He died on the cross for you and I. And he took the sin upon the whole world on him. So if anybody ever tells you that God sends people to hell, you tell them that's not true. You haven't read your Bible. You don't know the truth. Because God doesn't send you to hell. You make that decision yourself. Why do you think we're all still here living in the days like Noah again where evil is everywhere? Because God is so long-suffering that he doesn't want anybody to perish. He is waiting for that last person to accept Jesus as their Savior. And then... The rapture will happen and then the great tribulation will come upon this world so god is long suffering not willing that any should perish because when you reject his son jesus christ that's when you ultimately send yourself to hell because you cannot be good enough to get into heaven there is no good enough we are all sinners and we all have fallen short of the glory of god and the wages of sin are death and hell but God made a way that you and I don't have to do that. We do not have to go to hell. Christ made that atonement for us. So the Bible says, Anybody who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Shall is a very strong word there. It's a very strong word. Unbreakable. So I implore you today to repent of your sin because you're a sinner. I'm a sinner. We are all sinners. You can't tell me you've never sinned before. We've all sinned. All of us. And deserve hell. But we do have a righteous heavenly father who loves us so much that he made a way for us where we could not make that way ourselves. And so I just tell you today, admit you're a sinner. Jesus, I am a sinner. Ask him to forgive you, Lord Jesus, please forgive me. And guess what? He will, as far as the east is from the west, 
Jesus has forgiven you of your sins. God has blotted them out and remember them no more. That's what the Bible says. So today, I implore you, the Bible says, today is the day of salvation. Please do not wait. Do not wait another moment. Because you don't know. Before I finish this sentence or I upload this episode, we could be raptured out of here. We are so close, folks. We are so close. People, I mean, I, nobody can tell you when the rapture is going to happen. Nobody can say it's going to happen on blah, blah, blah date. Nobody can tell you that. Nobody knows. Only Jesus doesn't even know the Bible says. Only God the Father knows when he sends his son Christ to come back and take us home. So nobody, don't listen to anybody when they tell you a date or like whatever. Just say, nope, nope. No matter what their intentions are, nope. But Jesus did tell us that we would know the times and the season. Folks, we are in the season we are in the end times right now and it could happen at any moment any moment that's why i always say maranatha lord jesus maranatha come lord jesus come quickly so i'm gonna get off here guys uh you know thanks thanks y'all i really do appreciate you guys listening to me and i just pray that somehow this channel and this teeny tiny ministry um, will bring an encouragement to you and if you're not a believer I pray that the Holy Spirit will keep you know will that you would listen to the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the one that is wooing you to God and I just pray that you would listen to his wooing right now would just listen to the Holy Spirit right now and I just pray that you would accept Christ as your Savior that's the whole reason the whole reason for this ministry is to bring the gospel to anybody who will listen. So, anyway, with that, guys, I'm going to get off of here. Uh, Murphy in the background, if you hear my cat, she is in total agreement with that. She's telling you to, like, you better get saved. I am telling you, you better listen to Murphy, my cat. <laughs> anyway, you better listen to the Holy Spirit because times are short. Uh, all joking aside, times are short, and the Lord Jesus loves you very much. I love you very much. And I pray for each and every one of you. I pray for all the Christians around the world. India, North Korea, China, Turkey, uh, the UK, Russia, Ukraine, Spain, Portugal. Man, there are Christians all over the world, my brothers and my sisters. And I pray for you guys every night. I pray the Lord will protect you and just keep you focused on his kingdom and just keep you doing his will. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Guys, thank you much for listening. And as I always say, get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha, come quickly, Lord Jesus. <laughs>